0: Thank you, Louis. Like there is no answer, what is AI? It's more about what AI can do for you or for end user, right? And we know that AI itself, uh, well, it's uh, kind of a, a very generic term that is being abused a bit uh, more than uh, we uh, we think it should be. Uh, it's uh, it's basically all about. Uh, and I, I heard the term uh, uh, as a joke, a ter- term of artificial, artificial irrelevance irre- irre- instead of artificial intelligence, because sometimes the label AI is, uh, is kind of a, being applied to anything. Uh, and it, 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 in in essence, it should be answering the question, what uh, this automation or um, machine learning tools can do for the end user. It's all, it's, it's very important to uh, answer that question first, because be- before we dive into what uh, what uh, technology it, uh, it is built on and uh, all other technical parameters. Uh, and the best, uh, based on my experience, uh, the best answer to ROI is not just about what it does, but also how fast it provides the results. So uh, ideal ROI is ROI on the first day. Uh, we rarely see that, but uh, in cases of uh, contact management, uh, contract management, and uh, e-discovery and uh, uh, all that stuff. It's, it's always in there. So you can, you can measure what has been before and what, what happened after. Um, and those time savings and uh, new revenue unlocked, um, that would be uh, the true ROI that people can see. That's the true meaning of AI here. Uh, under the hood is just a bunch of algorithms. But what people actually see is ROI, and that would uh, what drives the engagement with the users in the first place.
1: Thanks, Alex, and and um, I'd love for you to tell us uh, the story of zero um, uh, in in a minute or less, and how you developed the product, how long it took, and, and how long between having a product that that actually functioned and uh, selling it to a customer.
0: Thanks, Louis. Uh, actually, it's really interesting. So. We know that legal market uh, and legal tech market is very special market. Um, Especially if you, if you're, if we're talking about the essential products, you cannot go with MVP in many cases, you have to have a very polished product. So we spend more than three years building our email uh, application for attorneys from the ground up. Uh, And it took us pretty long. So we started in 2018 selling it. And, um, Until you have a very polished product that can uh, solve the the problem uh, out of the box uh, or the minimal uh, adjustment, um, the user adoption would be uh, very, very limited. But once you have a polished product that brings um, uh, ROI uh, immediately, that's where the uh, engagement unlocked.
1: Um, how long did it take you to, to develop the product, Alex, and how long between having a, a minimum viable product and having a paid customer?
0: So it took us three years and uh, mostly in a stealth mode, working with a couple of firms, uh, law firms here in the Valley, uh, in Silicon Valley to actually make sure the product is built for the end users. In many cases, uh, what we see with, uh, with other, uh, uh large legal tech companies is that sometimes they develop the product based on the uh, parameters or expectations from users from decades uh, ago. Like with old joke, uh, when generals are always preparing for the war of the past, the same happens with, uh, in many cases, with um, legacy systems. So we decided to bring in the Silicon Valley approach to legal tech and uh, putting the users first, attorneys first, giving them back the most precious thing they can have, uh, the time. And that helped us, uh, really uh, really helped us to get the uh, value into the user's hands from the very beginning. But it took us three years to develop the product. It was pretty, pretty um, uh, advanced at that time. And right now, it's uh, edge computing for the security reasons. And uh, running everything on devices was a pretty challenging thing uh, to build.
1: And how long did it take you to get a paying customer once you had that? Minimum viable product.
0: Well, that part was pretty easy because we were solving such a such an uh, such an important problem. Remember when when you and I talked first time, and I asked you to tell me what you consider to be the most annoying uh, problem in your daily daily routine as a legal professional. You said email management and time capturing. So we were solving those two problems and uh, it didn't take us too long to get the first customer, probably about uh, three, four months since we launched the MVP and then we've got the first customer. And then it just uh,
1: unlocked we're going to come back to that, Alex, that's a that's a, a how do you get to adoption? I think is a is something I really want to attack in this webinar. Um, Olga, uh, tell me about how you came to Parlay Pro. I mean, you're a, a very well accomplished uh, lawyer of Silicon Valley, indeed, even a luminary, some might say, and and now you're the CEO of a legal tech company. How did you make that jump? And and tell me more about how Parlay Pro is changing the lives of lawyers.
2: Yeah, let me actually take a step back, because I, I really like what Steven and Alex has shared about AI, uh, specifically that um, it is a back-end technology, and uh, it, the importance of focusing on the application. Um, I, I've had conversations with lawyers about the future of law and numerous technologies from, from cloud computing to data to AI to blockchain. And I, I like to give sort of guidance, because you know, we can get lost very quickly in, in terms and actual kind of nitty gritty of technology, but things that matter. And I, I recommend, you know, when you are looking for technology to improve your practice, to improve your life, to really ask five questions. Uh, one question is um, Does the legal technology, whether it's AI or not, solve top of your top problem today? If you're able to answer that question, Uh, in a positive way and that fits into your process and your your people uh, operations, it it, it really will help you to adapt technology much, much sooner. Um, The second question I recommend asking, is the legal technology solution intuitive and easy to use? Uh, We've now had many apps and and tools. Uh, Internet has been around for a while and our expectations of ease and, um, and, and user friendly are pretty high. And you will find that your department, your law firm, will be highly resistant if, if, if the solution you procure is not going to be easy to use. Uh, the third question that I recommend ask, asking is, does your legal tech solution help you achieve more with less? The easiest way to really for technology to get in anywhere, whether it's legal department or anywhere else, is efficiency. Uh, it's a much easier conversation with your CEO and CFO when you talk about money and how much you can save. Question number four, can the legal technology solution scale with your business and your team? This is probably the, the less intuitive question, but the, the reality is I've been practicing law for about 15 years, and I have seen numerous technologies come and go. This will continue being a trend because um, AI is, is a pretty developed technology. It will develop even more. Uh, there are other technologies that are coming up your legal department, your law firm will go through a number of transformations in your lifetime, and you really want to make sure you have a partner who will hold your hand. Uh, throughout this entire journey. Um, and I guess the last question is really a question for yourself. Can you stay focused. Uh, can you stay focused on what's important to you to your clients um, and what value you're providing in your business and how technology fits into that. Now, Louis, I will be responsive to your question. I'm not dodging your question. Um, I am happy to tell you uh, my life story in 30 seconds. Um, I was a very happy lawyer. And frankly, I still think of myself as a lawyer. I think once a lawyer, always a lawyer. Um, And uh, I think the biggest change uh, transitioning from uh, uh, previously general counsel to uh, CEO is that, well, two things. One, I don't have privilege my conversations with internal and not privileged. Uh, and two, I'll, uh, practically speaking, um, as a general counsel, I used to tell people what to do. I gave them advice wherever I went and, how the, and I would tell them how the world works. It turns out when the CEO, everybody tells you what to do and everybody gives you advice um, and you have to listen attentively to all your clients and your internal stakeholders, a problem number two, the top two differences. The way I came to this opportunity was completely unintentional. Um, as you know, Louis, I was a, a very happy practitioner uh, and I was happily practicing law for 15 years and progressing happily through my career uh, and always on a cutting edge of technology. Uh, this opportunity uh, came com- completely unexpectedly uh, through the investors of Farley Pro. Harley Pro has been around for five years before I joined, has built an amazing product. And just like Alex's product, it took about three years to, to build this easy to use, very collaborative, very transparent solution. Um, and it was built by two amazing technologists uh, who, it, just like Alex, have talked to many lawyers and realized that this industry can benefit from um,